Hey there, this is Liana, and you are tuning in to Sharpen Her Iron, conversations with dope women. Right, that part too. I, I think it's all about like how you evaluate your life because it's interesting because uh, a really close friend of mine said to me yesterday, she's like, and while I'm out here trying to like look for a job at this point because unemployment is running out and, you know, I told you starting off, I was been these past couple months have been in um, this this depression and this like low place. So it's hard to even have the motivation yeah. to do the thing that you know you need to do. And especially when you're a goal oriented person and you're very much like, here's my to do list. Let me just tackle it yeah. like your body and your mind and your emotions will be like, nope. Mm-mm. But then when you are like that, okay, so when you when your body, your mind, and your emotions, you're a therapist, so you probably have fancy terminology for it's my experience. the same thing. <laughs> but when your body, and I can speak for my, only from my experience, when your body, your mind, and your emotions are um, unwilling or incapable and unable to show up in the world the way that mm-hmm. you want to, and yet you're a goal-oriented person and a very like action-based yeah. person and even judgmental of yourself type of person. Not only are you experiencing the inability to do these things, but now you're also putting judgments on the... <laughs> you are also putting judgments on the fact yeah. that you're in, in a, right. un, unable to do these right. things. So that's added pressure, added yeah. pressure, added anxiety, added depression. Right. Because not only are you going through the depression, you're judging the depression. Yeah. And you're feeling that much more uh, purposeless or worthless or um, that much more low and like outside of the realm of thriving or just whatever, like the terminology, like um, that we can so easily associate um, with what we're going through. So like for me, that has been a reality um, and I feel it like lifting, yeah. right? And mm-hmm. finding myself in, and it doesn't just lift. Like I've been going to therapy again or just really, right. or just, you know, like, right? Like that stuff doesn't, it doesn't just lift. And right. even you can try to put together a formula to make it lift. And it doesn't necessarily mean it happens like that, right? right. And it's crazy that I'm saying this because I started, before I even entered this depression, um, back last year, I was like, I'm going to write a book to help me help Mm -hmm. others, but help me in the process of losing this weight again. And it wasn't just going to be about weight, but it was uh, just about bouncing back from anything and about resilience. And this is before I even hit these last couple Mm -hmm. months of depression. And I was just like, did I set myself up? Right. I'm like, I was already going through something. I would have tried to add something to the plate to talk about, you know, are you trying, are you trying to help people out here? Right. It's like, well, how about you go through some more stuff? Right. So like, and I'm not saying God is vicious or like whatever, but I do think like sometimes as helpers or leaders or ministers or any capacity, sometimes we can get good at giving advice and so much so that we've perfected the advice giving, but somehow it's separate from the life that we're living at that moment. <laughs> it's separate than what we're doing. Than what we're, we're doing, doing and what not we're doing. Advising. Exactly. Ah, yeah. And some of that just may be circumstantial, right? You're not in a hard place sometimes. So it's easier to give advice to someone who is in a hard place sure. because you're not emotionally in that moment experiencing. You can kind of remember when you were, but there's something about being in a thing <laughs> that is different from yeah. pulling from the history of a thing. And you should pull from right, history. Right. But so... I'm saying that to say I entered this depression 
And I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm thinking the, the lessons from the book were supposed to be about, you know, other people's stuff right. and how they've overcome right. or how they are bounce, how they bounce back. Cause it's one thing to overcome something that you've never been through or whatever. It's another thing to feel like you've come through some stuff. Mm-hmm. Now you're thriving and then to hit a low yeah. for yeah. whatever reason. You know what I'm saying? It could be personal decisions. It could be something happened right. that happened to you. You know what I'm saying? It could be uh, uh, just all kinds of things. Sin. It could be have nothing to do with sin. It could just have be all these things. How do you bounce back? Right. right? So that was like the essence of like, I'm going to do this series on bouncing back. Yeah. I'm going to do these podcasts on bouncing yeah. back. Da, da, da. And then and meanwhile, I'm about to bounce back. <laughs> meanwhile, I'm about to hit something I need or a, a space in time because yeah. it's not something yeah. but just a moment right. in my life that a moment can feel like eternity right. when you're in it right. um, of needing to bounce back yeah. you know but not knowing that you're about to hit your opportunity to talk in real time <laughs> Woo! to talk in real time you know and it's um, anyway I don't even know why I brought that up Angie what were we talking about that's that's it that's that, what we were talking about but I, and I think that's so when we are givers and mm-hmm. when we have good things to give mm-hmm. and when we're with people who see us as givers with good mm-hmm. things to be, they will mm-hmm. be attracted to what we're giving because yeah. it's good and because yeah. we're open and honest and sharing and yeah. that has nothing to do with mm-hmm. how we're doing things ourselves Personally. and applying or Oof. not applying or... Yeah. Uh, you know, like yeah. I could be, I could be the best painter and paint mm-hmm. everyone's houses and my house awesome. is falling. That has, mm-hmm. that does not mean that my paint, that my mm-hmm. house is painted really yeah. nicely just because I can paint help other houses. people yeah. paint theirs. Yeah. Um, or so that I, like the work is interesting or that you would realize that here's another house of yours you need to paint. Right. Mm-hmm. Cause it's not like you're. Because I do believe that there's a there's a there's a reality of like authenticity that says for me at least for me mm-hmm. like I'll give I'll give an example I will never go to a hairdresser who I don't like the way your hair looks mm. just off of like I, now that doesn't mean you're not you may go through a crisis and stress and your hair fall out duh, 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 and I'm not gonna discredit your ability to do my hair because you're going through I think there's a difference between the unwillingness to do your hair and like you fell into a mm. situation where your hair is now needs to be restored and I think that that <laughs> no I think there's a different like yeah. if my doctor is obese or not obese has high blood or whatever now of course we have these things where we think you look healthy, which mm-hmm. we talked about that earlier. Mm-hmm. Healthy doesn't necessarily ha- doesn't have a body size, right? right? right. Um, but just generally speaking, if I I I prefer not to go to a doctor that's not healthy, because I feel like there's some there's some level of like I need to believe you believe right. for right. yourself right. because I think the number I do believe that the number one um, test of how much a person really believes what they're saying is based on whether or not it's applying to their own mm. life. But at the same time, you don't know what life is going to bring in the middle of you giving somebody else advice that you think right. you have right. kind of perfected right. or, and you don't, you think, okay, I'm good at this. I'm a, right. in, in this culture. We we're like, right. who's the expert right. in right. grief? Who's the expert in whatever the thing right. is, go to the expert. But the expert may not know that they're about to hit another circumstance where they're right. going to literally have to apply their own expertise. And that having the expertise doesn't mean it's not difficult right. or right. hard right. or the, the pain of the process right. that you're not still experiencing just because you know the facts. 
Correct. You know what I'm saying? Right. And I think that's the place that I found myself in the last couple of mm. I can know the facts. Right. There was a time I never had a therapist, right? So, like, gaining her was the first time mm. that I'm going to therapy. Is the right. first time. And so I'm experiencing right. something new for the first right. time. It's another thing to be in a low, very low place and just being like, I don't feel like calling my therapist. Yeah. I don't yeah. feel like going. I don't want to go. Yeah. I don't want to process this. Right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't want to, you know, like I don't want to put the energy into right. talking about right. and going through or, right. or even, um, dealing with the reality of what is, right. you know, just like, just right. kind of, and you can know the facts and the facts are, therapy's good for you, Liana. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like work through this stuff, you know, right. but there's also a knowing of like, there's an effort that right. I probably don't, I don't, I don't right. think I can, because you're, 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 you're the, the, the moment that you're in, can deceive you as well. Your emotions right. can deceive Absolutely. you. Absolutely. And your emotions, when you're at a low, you cannot wait till you feel like you want mm. to do the thing. So you, let me ask you this from a, how does it, from just everyday life, Angie, you're a regular person, but you're also a therapist. Mm-hmm. So you, 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 you experience life in, I'm assuming like in two ways, right? Mm-hmm. Like as mm-hmm. the, the helper and mm-hmm. the one who is living life needing mm-hmm. help. Um, how do you tell yourself that when you're going through? Like, how do you get yourself to understand? When does that click? Like, my feelings don't have to align with the truth. Because in the moment, you're just going through. So how do you, how do you get yourself to do the good, the thing that's good for you? Well, well, you're not, well, I you don't have to, go there's ahead. two different, there's like the, there's the thinking behind it. Like, how do I recognize what's true and what's mm-hmm. not? Mm-hmm. And then there's the action that may or may not be related to that truth or not. Cause gotcha. I can know the truth. Just like you said, like we can know the facts all day, every day uh-huh. that if we're in a deep depression, the facts are not going to have any influence over what my action is. Mm. My action is, is related to my feelings, which uh-huh. my feelings are, are, are sad. I don't want to do anything. Yeah. So my motivation is really low. I'm not going to do anything. What am I going to feel like after not doing anything more like trash and more like not doing anything yeah. else. So now it's the dual side of what you said right. of like, now I have the experience of being depressed and then the shame and the guilt that goes on top of the yeah. inaction and inability mm. to do mm-hmm. when I'm feeling this way. When the reality is like, yeah, of course you're not calling your, th- you're at your lowest of your low. Yeah. Of yeah. course, Like you got up and took a shower today yeah. Yeah. or you didn't. Yeah. Like our lows <laughs> yeah. can get so yeah. low. Okay. But shifts take place. Right. So I think the, like the question of what, of what do I do? It has been, less about trying to find any when I'm at a low Mm -hmm. it's not about finding the faithfulness in the feelings Mm -hmm. because my feelings at this point are kind of like out of the I'm just gonna Mm -hmm. put this on pause the Mm -hmm. feeling parts Mm -hmm. because none of these feelings are serving Mm -hmm. me well Mm -hmm. my old me would have been either ignoring none of Mm -hmm. these feelings are serving me well Mm -hmm. I'm invincible I'm the bad Mm -hmm. like we're good and happy all the time and God is good and we'll just ignore these sad (laughs) feelings that clearly are affecting you yeah because (laughs) otherwise you wouldn't be feeling like this out of here so there is much more room for the sad or uncomfortable feelings than there used to be um 
but there's also a lot of um, a, a, a couple of things. One, like the preparation that we do when we're not in our lows, mm-hmm. I think is critical to how long our lows last. The pre- say, the say that again. That. Say that whole statement again because that was good. The preparation uh-huh. that we do when we are not in our lows. Mm-hmm. So how we are caring for ourselves mm-hmm. on our non-low days mm-hmm. is what is going to prepare us for how we manage our lows and how long they, they last, last and mm-hmm. the duration and mm-hmm. the frequency I believe and that. the intensity. So I believe that. the work is, the work is never done. It's both when we're in the low, yeah. but even more so it's about preparing yeah. for yeah. the next time that yeah. that happens. Mm-hmm. Um, it's Having creating space. Yeah. It's kind of like a emergency supply kit. Like the more it, you put into that kit. Right. When you're in the state of emergency. Right. The more access you have to the resources to help you get out of but it. But if I am trying to build my kit. While I'm In low, the emergency. Jesus. Come on. I don't even have a box. I'm going to preach this one good time and credit you. <laughs> I'm telling you right now. If they listen listening on the podcast. Yeah. You get your credit. Because I'm going to preach that. Because that's so true. It's so, it's so true. And then we get in the moment and we don't have any tools and, and, and we don't know what to do. And then we're shaming ourselves Mm -hmm. for not having the tools of knowing what to do Mm -hmm. when maybe nobody even told us before that we needed to prepare for this thing because guess what? I've never had a dad die before or I've never had a breakup like this. So usually our emergencies, they can be both things that we've experienced before, but in the newness, yeah. it's like, yeah, maybe I had a death emergency preparation yeah. kit. I don't yeah. have no breakup yeah. emergency preparation kit right. because and sometimes never... the kit is relationships. So maybe that like there's different there's different kits for different yeah. areas, yeah. and this there's different so things that have to go into yeah. them, and how much we're even aware that. There are things that we need to do to prepare. I think we do a really poor job as a society Mm -hmm. of like preparing for the the things when they come. Mm -hmm. I think we do a really good job of almost presenting ourselves as like invincible or just pretending that the bad things don't happen or when they happen, they happen so much in silence and in in, in like the closet that we don't have the community to go and mm-hmm. lean on or mm-hmm. to go, oh, I saw when auntie so-and-so, mm-hmm. you know, I saw when when your daughter came out and mm-hmm. I saw that whole process. No, mm-hmm. nobody saw that because mm-hmm. you were so ashamed yeah. that this thing didn't fit into the thing that the you box did yours, this. Yeah. yeah, by yeah. yourself. And then now the I'm going through the experience. same thing and I have to, there's nobody to like see from. Yeah. Um, so I think if we could do a better job at selling, like, will often say like, yeah, I don't know what's coming next or I, yeah. I never expected this yeah. to happen. Like, yeah. who told us that we ever would know yeah. what's coming next? Yeah. And where were you or who told you that you were going to mm-hmm. know what to expect mm-hmm. of what would happen next? Mm-hmm. So it's almost like, because I'm probably going to title this episode, preparing for the bounce back. Mm. Because it's, it's mm, this yeah. idea of that like, so now you don't know with 100% clarity what your life is going, what's going to happen in your life. But it's not so much about, um, it's about first of all accepting hard times are a part of life. They will come. Period. Period. We need to, we need to stop and teach that for yeah. five years. Period. If all you it's did coming. for the next year was got to a place where you know 
and are somewhat a little bit comfortable that there's going to be some things in mm-hmm. here that you don't know mm-hmm. and that you're going to need and there was mm-hmm. that much space mm-hmm. that would be we would be in a different mm-hmm. state i mm-hmm. think so yes preparing and having the space of knowing like mm-hmm. oh here's our emergency yeah. fund yeah. like we got yeah. some because something's going to happen somewhere something's going to happen and being more transparent about the things we've been through that yeah. give people access in my opinion yeah. gives people access to like the likelihood of these types of things happening. No one's one, no one person's journey looks exactly right. like another person's, right. but I think there's a lot, way more similarities in our yes. stories than there are differences yes. or yes. like these like unique, peculiar things right. that occur. Right. Like that, th- there, there wouldn't even be whole studies and systems yes. if humans weren't more alike. And if we, d- and even in our differences of, of our individual stories, yeah. there are a lot of feelings that are the same. Mm-hmm. So when people talk about feelings, feeling deceived yeah. or having yeah. somebody had an affair or yeah. you had a parent die or yeah. you, these these really yeah. big moving things yeah. yeah. you can have a whole room of people crying about yeah. different experiences and all talking about grief or mm. all talking about what caused the grief but the feeling right of the, grief the feeling the, is usually whoo, universally the shared yeah. thing the that like of that we, thing. we don't yeah i don't think we have the space for yeah. so we haven't we just have to like well, I get what you're saying. Like, we don't have the space. I mean, like, it hasn't been created. Like, right, we have not right. validated as this is an okay thing to talk so, about. So it. now, like, I'm like, I've created so much space for the unknown, and yeah. my life has been reflective of that. Yeah. That that has made the bumps. There's. I want to get to a point where like nothing is surprising. Yeah. <laughs> because. Yeah. I'm not predicting. Yes, yeah. I've made room for every type of experience to actually happen, right. and not judge one as good and another as bad. So the day that I know exactly what I want to do today is that's beautiful. You have a to do list, but then the day when you don't right. have a plan for the day right. or the day didn't go as planned, right. that too is okay. Right, and it, like because but what happens is a lot of things we deem as this is good and this right. is beautiful. Yes. So when you have a plan, you know the next five years, right. you have the job lined right. up before right. you quit the job. Right. Or you have uh, all these things kind of, and this is just more of the A-type personality because everybody's not A-types, but I think we live in a society that structures around like, this that, is the that's goal. That's the ideal, yeah, that's is to ideal. have this plan. Yeah. And, we, and we know that because we start asking kids what when they're how old? Five years old, what do you want to be when you grow up? Who the hell knows? I went into college. Exactly. Decla- well, I went yeah. in declared public relations. Mm-hmm. I did not jump around at all. I graduated with my degree in public relations, and I think that was one of the most foolish pieces of advice I could have gotten. Mm-hmm. I went in and I was so on my high horse and I felt so much better yeah, than my little I had, friends. I knew what I was going to do. I know what I'm going to do. I'm public relations. Yeah. You don't have like, yeah. and I was so sure. And the only thing that I felt good of was that I didn't have to do this jumping process that because everyone sure else did. This. All I did yeah. was pick something and decide yeah. to be committed to it yeah. without having any right. idea. I've never done a PR right. job. I'm right. 33 as right. well. Like right. that's not my, the, the yeah. I don't even yeah. know, like, but I did that with and got congratulations yeah. and props. And yeah. it's like, that is the good yeah. thing to do yeah. is to have an answer for mm-hmm. what our future is going to mm-hmm. look like. And while I think it's great to plan and I'm right. definitely, or at least was in that like type a category of like, these are all the things that I'm going to do. Um, and I've changed categories because I did them and they haven't produced the outcomes, but that either thought. that I wanted right. or that I was told that I would get. Yeah. So 
I'm like, okay, this isn't yeah, this, looking the way I thought. Right, and God's like, well, I don't know who told. I I told you that your future was going to be promised, and yeah. it's going to be for your good yeah. and for my glory, and yeah. you're going to work in the talents yeah. and the skills that I've given you, and yeah. they'll align with yeah. how you will serve. But I didn't promise you that you would do this and get yeah. this. Exactly. Like that, that was you or yeah. society's or interpretation yeah, exactly. of like what would be produced by you doing these things. Right. So I think we can get way in, in, in a in harmful way. way. I think we get caught up yeah. in what those plans are yeah. and either they happen and we're totally satisfied and it was exactly as we thought, which mm-hmm. I think is a very low percentage Rare. or it happens and it's not as good yeah. as we thought. So yeah. we get there and what yeah. we created in our mind, now we're disappointed. Yeah. Sometimes maybe it's better if we yeah. didn't dream further enough. Yeah. I don't think that's often the case. I yeah. think most of the time it's not what we thought. Yeah. And it's diff either, either that exact thing isn't what we thought or it comes with this piece. And then we have to or adjust. Or satisfaction and a certain emotion of happiness and fulfillment with attaining that right thing right and if and if i yeah. attain it then, then maybe i, I get that way. right and if Before, i don't so yeah. then something's wrong so i yeah. did my exact plan and my yeah. feelings aren't there yeah or i don't attain it and the reason yeah okay i got the job and the house and the kid and the car yeah. but the reason why i don't have it is this feeling is missing yeah. even yeah. though i did all of the yeah. like it's whatever way it's like yeah. none of those things are serving me yeah. anymore yeah. Like, so what can I, like, what can I rest in for real, for real yeah. is really like the unknown, like yeah. I can rest in God's promises, yeah. but they're all unknown yeah. except for being, being for good and being well, I for say, Well, and then I was just listening to a sermon today and it was two things I want to touch on as you said, which takes us back to the preparation piece, right? Which is the acknowledgement that there are seasons, places, points and times in our life where both of those things show up and it's okay, where mm-hmm. you have an aim and you have a goal and it's good to have an aim and goal because right. if you're an aimless person and you never have any right. goals, right. you'll never know what you could or couldn't be right. and you'll never see a thing through right. and you'll never know how to make adjustments in this right. and that, right? right? At the same time, if there's your person who has no spontaneity, if you're a person that everything is about the plan that you set out right. and you, you do not leave room right. for life to take a whole new turn and that and that be beautiful right, right? right. and so we're talking about and so a lot of times not always there's different things that lead us into lows right i know one of the things that led me into my low you know in this season was the feeling of a lack of certainty mm. But if I never, but that's only because of a society or an upbringing that says lack of certainty is a bad thing. Yes, yes, yes. Right. And so I've ascribed to that ideology that lack of certainty is bad. Therefore, I then get low because I am seeking this, this confidence and certainty. And if I have that. Right. Then I'm doing good. I have an answer for people. Someone asks me what I'm doing with my right. life. I have I have something good, quote unquote, valuable and Oof. and and uh, approved. You, <laughs> you know, I I gave my letter of resignation for my school district job. That that was a great job. Like that, I got what I was supposed to get with what I had done. Like uh, I got my degree. Uh-huh. I got my license. Uh-huh. I have my school district pension uh-huh. job. Working 198 uh-huh. days a year. Like great money that was that was it and i gave my letter of resignation in november of 2018 Uh and since then have been p have definitely not been making my pension salary Uh um 
have spent the first half of the year not working mm-hmm. and the second half of the year working, but making very, very different, very low money in comparison to what I did. Mm-hmm. But it's been totally full of uncertainty. Mm-hmm. Um, and the value, d- the same thing of like, okay, so what do I say when I show up places? And that's what I was going to say Ooh, was the amount, of, the amount of times that I've shown up in new places and the amount of different things that I have said uh-huh. that I do, who I am, what mm-hmm. I'm building, what mm-hmm. I want to do, what I used to do, mm-hmm. and how much each time because I have still, I feel very, very, very clear intention, purposeful, powerful in what I'm, what I'm set out to do and mm-hmm. what I'm in the process of making. Mm-hmm. I'm also very clear that it has not been made yet mm-hmm. in the tangible way to where society is going mm-hmm. to give me the same reaction yeah. that they would give me when I tell them about my pension job yeah. that I have or being yeah. an adjunct faculty yeah. professor. Like, yeah. ooh, there's these buzz yeah. things that people yeah. look for and mm-hmm. respond to. So, sure, I'll give, I could care less about that and definitely care more about like the intentionality behind I'm choosing to do this because Mm -hmm. I think that's the other piece that when we're when we're operating differently and I think in our in our situations in a very faith-led way Mm -hmm. um it's gonna it's gonna look different and it's gonna look uncertain um And it's going to be our internal challenge to say like, okay, well, which narrative are you going to believe? Mm -hmm. Because your action, your actions right now are in faith actions of why you're not working. Mm -hmm. Like that's my truth. I would guess that that's also your truth. So I'm here doing this thing that I believe that I'm called to. A particular societal definition of it. Right. Well, because I, I also think like the, like, I work, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It just may not look or outside of when I was very low and just could not mm-hmm. produce. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It's this idea that work that someone else validates right. because it equated to this amount of money or right. it's structured right. in this particular right. way. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, so I also am having an, a kind of like a paradigm shift in my life right now, you know, but we could also talk about that, but just mm-hmm. even the idea of like the question of what do you do and that immediately being, or who like the essence of who you are right. as a person being summarized by what my employment is. I told someone at a mixer on Friday night that I was a magician. I love it. What do you do? I'm a magician. I love it. <laughs> what do you do for real? I'm a magician. No, what do you do? I said you. I said I gave you my card. It's yeah. something about hope. Okay, well, I yeah. do something with hope. Yeah. Well, you know, blah, 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 and like that was enough. And yeah. now you want to go have coffee to hear what I do? Yeah. Fantastic. Yeah. Guess what? You're probably gonna love what I do, and I'm not even sure what I do yet. Yeah. <laughs> That's real. Um, but the the uh, the challenge, like I am my my duality of quitting a the job that I was was trained and like bred for and having this plan of making my own business on on 10 that I set out with ten thousand dollars and I had six months to have to live on my 10 grand mm. and to make my business and it was March and I, it was May and my money was on my side I was like all right as we gonna yeah. we'll push through this yeah. and and we what I found in that, like all of this steam and excitement. Mm. And then I hit one of my biggest lows that Mm. I've ever had. And Mm -hmm. for the first time since not being, since being like four, I think I started babysitting. when I was like 12, 13. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm. uh, 
that was the first time that I had never worked. Quote, air quotes, not working. Not because they can't w- see us. <laughs> right. But you oh you've been working since you were a preteen. I've been and you haven't not. I haven't not quote, unquote, worked. worked. Yeah. I haven't not worked where like I'm getting paid money yeah. to do something from from this time to this time. Yeah. yeah. So now I'm 32 and yeah. like my intention is I have to create space. I have to get out of Los Angeles and I'm creating space to figure out who and what and how I want to be in the world. Mm-hmm. And I have some time and some space to do that. And I'm going to be as responsible as I can mm-hmm. because I was as responsible as I, as I felt like I needed to be yeah. to clear my plate entirely, to take a real big deep breath and then to only put back on what serves me well mm. and what will serve the world well. Mm. So who am am I what do I love what am I good at what am I passionate about where is God in this how am I growing all of these things and like to sort through that in a time that's not on like someone else's time clock where I'm Mm -hmm. going to school or going to work or in a marriage or Mm -hmm. like it was a crazy time and then it was like Oh my, what I found was uh, was great stuff, but it yeah. was like way more emotional challenges yeah. than I expected yeah. because yeah. it was the first time that I'd ever like slowed yeah. down. So how did you prepare for that? We're talking about preparing for the low that you're bouncing back from, right? And one of the concepts you mentioned was you, which I heavily agree with because I see it in other areas of life and I've never even packaged it this way, which I love that you did. But you talked about basically how long you stay in a place um, sometimes, a lot of times, has to do with how you prepare for mm. it before you even got mm. there, right? Mm. Sometimes you don't even know you're preparing for it, but just kind of like the the the, the, right. the, the, the right. routine of, right. of self-care, right? right? The routine of right. being a type of person that, that values healthy relationships right. and getting these things into your system on a regular basis, right. these truths, right? Because when you're in a depression, it's hard to pick the truth right. over your feelings, right? right. But right. the more truth that you deposit in yourself before you ever even get into right. a low place right. you have something to call upon right, right. right? right. to pull right. from right. not saying it's not so hard but like you said right. the, or someone's in these and these support systems to to pull from so how did angie prepare not knowing you were going into a low place mm-hmm. What did that look like for you? Who, what type of routine of living and self-care did you have for yourself before you got to that place? Or what have you learned from that place that you yeah, now say, I want to live differently I as a result of? I don't mm. think that I prepared. I did not emotionally prepare um, because I did not know what was needed because mm. I had never been there and I didn't know what I was going to find. Right. I think the other other ways that I prepared that served me, like I know how to make a dollar stretch. Mm-hmm. I was prepared in I, financially. Practical I was prepared yeah. to live practically because mm-hmm. I knew how to make my money last for a long time. Yeah. So I had prepared by saving and I had prepared mm-hmm. by having history and experiences right. with like making my money last for right. a long time. Right. Um, I had, I guess I Okay, so you said you used to be a type. Yeah. Why did you say you used to be a type? Um, because I have much wider, I have much wider doors for what is, permissible, mm-hmm. desirable, mm-hmm. acceptable mm-hmm. than than what I used to. And what produced that in you? 
or out of you? Um, the opportunity that I can be as big as I make myself. Mm-hmm. So I think realizing and leaning into if I am truly created in the image of God, if mm. I am destined and designed and created for the things that are most fiery in my heart and in mm. my spirit, and those are things that can also serve the world, like that's going to be as big and as reflective of me as big and reflective of as as big as I make myself so Mm -hmm. I can like I had to expand my my ceilings and like my dreaming Mm. horizon to my plan was to move to the Virgin Islands so I traveled Mm -hmm. every summer with the school district job went to the Virgin Islands in 2017 or 2018 fell in love with this place culture they're in phenomenal need of mental health support so I was like bet I'm gonna forget Mm -hmm. Los Angeles transfer Mm -hmm. my license I transferred my license I got a contract position I'm looking at housing and that like movement of moving to this U.S. territory and working for a couple years on an island, goodbye Angie, that idea took the ceiling off and it was like, wow, if I can move to the Virgin Islands, I can move anywhere. If I can Mm -hmm. move anywhere, I can do, I can go any, if I can go anywhere, I can do anything. If I can do anything, what do I want to do and where do I want to be? I'm 32, I'm single, I don't have any kids, I have this degree, I have this other degree, like what, who and what, like I get to decide and I'm like, oh, bet, God, what do you think? And God's like, let's make it together. Whatever you want, like what what moves you, Mm -hmm. spend some time getting to know you, getting to know me, Mm -hmm. getting to know nature, the work, like what, rest re not it wasn't so much refueling but it was just like following the I knew I needed to like remove myself mm-hmm. um and I know I don't want to do I don't want to do anything that doesn't ideally make my heart sing all the time mm-hmm and if there's a way to do that and get paid for it yeah. then that's what I want to do yeah and if you're telling me that there are all of these people around here making millions and millions and millions and, and millions, millions of and dollars trillions. doing what they do, what they love, like what they are good at, I'm pretty sure there's room for me to learn some of that and do and it as well. And apply it. Yeah. So cool. Now I'm like, oh, it's not if, it's when. when. And it's not how, it's why. Mm-hmm. So my whys are very clear. My how mm-hmm. is still, I'm like, who knows the how? And it doesn't yeah. matter. Still navigating that. So, yeah. So if your why is strong enough, it will help you endure the not knowing how. Absolutely. And if your why and is not strong enough. And keep trying new things to figure it out. And if your why is not strong enough, you will get lost. You're and fold. you'll get lost whether you have ventured out into something new yeah. or you will get lost if yeah. you stay. Because yeah. what you're doing won't make sense. Because yeah. your why was never yeah. sorted out either yeah. way. Yeah. So my why, if my why to stay at mm-hmm. my job, like my yeah. coworkers are like, no, the, I love this job. Mm-hmm. It allows me the freedom, the flexibility. Yeah. It's low stress. I like yeah. my kids. I like my caseload. I like my school. Like, and that's fine. That's, that's great what for you them. need for right. your life. So they, their why is so strong and this job matches their why. Yeah. That's great. I have never found a job like that. Yeah. I have never found a a, a like I've found causes kind of like yeah, that yeah. but like I have now I am now in the thought that I need to create that for myself yeah because I am a lot of different things yeah, and where and me, how I, I am best that. yeah yeah and it's like I want to be two things that I've said pretty consistently um throughout this last year is I want to be at the intersection of where my interests talents mm. skills ability education passion personality where they wh- meet 
where all of that meets the world's greatest need. Come on. In the best way that Angie can fulfill yeah. that. It's going I to be it. fun. It's going to be I engaging. It. It's going to yeah. be excited. Like there's going to yeah. be a lot of pieces, but how I will be best mm. for myself and the world will be having a lot of different components. So yeah. sure, it served me as a therapist yeah. mm-hmm. where some of me has shown up and I think I have done some good work. Yeah. Is it to the capacity that I can do? No. no, like how much of me and all of my anginess was being used at this job? Yeah. Maybe 30%. Well, the only, the other thing about that Angie is I think, uh, we, we mentioned this before the downside of this idea of what do you want to be and living your life for a particular thing or moment or whatever steals away from the beauty of like every season can have a purpose Mm -hmm. it doesn't have to be a singular purpose i think i mean you want to be a purpose-driven person if there's this big picture purpose that you have with clarity like god wants me to do this with my life kudos to you some of us are show up in the world and like this is the purpose for this season of my life and now this is kind of culminated and how is God taking me to my next? So it helps you to not demonize that thing that you walked away from, right, right? right? See the value in what that was and what that was to serve for your life without necessarily seeing that, like, I'm better than that. No, right. it's just, and I'm not saying you're saying this, right, right. but sometimes people do this right. and they don't see it. It's like, no, that was a chapter. Right. And I was, and right. God did build me to that. It was, had a purpose in that. And maybe the part of that chapter is feeding mm-hmm. the next chapter, mm-hmm. or maybe there's some things I've gained, some skill right. sets I've gained, some right. wisdom I've gained, some, some resources I've gained, some, or even just the understanding. Sometimes the best thing to know is what you don't want to do. So I've done that. And now I know that I don't want to do that anymore. Right. And right. so what I've developed in myself is the ability to discern what I do and right, what I don't right, want right, or what I don't want right. because sometimes being able to discern what you don't want gets you closer Absolutely. to what you do want in that next season, you know, or in that next part of the journey right. and, and, and not, um, seeing as like, Oh, I spent this all this time not doing the thing I want to do. And now I'm going to do the thing I want to do, but possibly seeing it as all that time was serving this next moment, you know what I'm saying? And, and being able to therefore frame it in a way that you didn't waste 32 years. You didn't waste the last three years of your life or how many years you worked in your pension job, that that was necessary for who Angie was in that moment of life. And as God is molding and developing you and perfecting you and, and, and mm, yes, perfecting you, but more so just, uh, developing you into to who you need to be to show up in this next chapter that every the chapters one through right, thirty two right, right. were necessary right. to get you right. to chapter thirty three. You know what I'm saying? Right. And on and that's something that I'm learning, I'm realizing and I'm kind of accepting yeah, and not seeing yeah. anything else that you've experienced as a lesser than right, you right, know or right. as a um because even people will um will package it like that and yeah. think that they're actually giving you an accolade like even me like you know I'm, I was a youth pastor sometimes people are like yeah you are more than a youth pastor and it's time and I don't necessarily like that language right. because like actually I think it was very beautiful yeah and not just beautiful but that it was not and what does that say to the person that's currently a youth pastor what right what does that say like, to the kid that I'm what pastoring? does that say to the kids that I pass and that and they were saying in a way they're like okay you've outgrown that. and right. I do think there's a such thing as outgrowing certain things sure. of your life or you that never shift, but it's not less than yeah. you don't have to demonize it. And you don't have to see it necessarily as a stare right. 
as much of it as is more so a part, like a stepping stair, and that that was on the bottom level, but more so as a part of the process of what you are constantly and always becoming. Right. You know, so I I think that that is like, uh, that helps frame all previous moments of our lives as all necessary parts of just life. Right. And if we are bringing if we're bringing judgment into areas of our life, and I think it's different to, or, or I, I would wonder how, like I look at my life and I don't know if I have any regrets, like maybe a couple, like yeah. I hold a very, very strong value for my experiences and where mm. I've been and how I show up. And like mm. all of it is great and mm. it's worthwhile. Like I have a friend and almost all of her dating relationships. She says at the end, when it ends, I wish we never met. Like mm. I wish we never met. It was a waste of my time. And I don't feel that way about yeah. the majority of things in my life. And if yeah. I do feel that way, I, I, I have gotten good, better, and still improving. Mm. But in the moment, I will ask that question because I'm yeah. checking in with myself so mm. regularly about yeah. where am I at? What am yeah. I doing? Am yeah. I doing what's serving me well? Yeah. What's mm-hmm. serving the world well? And if mm-hmm. that's the case and I'm not liking this, then I'm going to leave. Yeah. Or I'm yeah. not going to participate. So that I can no longer so there's, Right. Game. So yeah. I can look back and be like, wow, I regret those last five minutes. I'm really yeah. glad I got up and left now. Yeah. But I'm not saying, oh, I regret those last five yeah. years because yeah. I stayed in something too yeah. long. Um, but I'm also very, very like real and transparent mm-hmm. with myself. And, and I think that there's work that I can still do, but I think there's work that everyone can do. Mm-hmm. I don't think everyone has that same relationship to where they've been or how much time has passed in yeah. certain things. And I don't think everybody can say like, yeah. I've been pretty much for the most part, like on track with what I've done, like Mm -hmm. time school wise and Mm -hmm. time wise. And Mm -hmm. I haven't, there aren't big periods of chunks of Mm -hmm. my life that went to, that are unaccounted (laughs) for, but some people have that, you know? So if somebody's, if somebody's 35 and they're looking back and like, they are now just getting back into school, they're not going to be able to use the same talk that I use Mm -hmm. because they can look back and say, Mm -hmm. yeah, I, it is a reality Mm -hmm. that I could have been doing something different with these last 10 years of my life, how they are going to judge justify the importance of those last 10 years into their story will be a different level of work than I have had to do. Not that my worker choices are any better. Um, just but just being different and being realistic yeah. in, I think, a whole and total mm. acceptance of self for yeah. me is the goal. And, and what you do with this past, moment. Yeah. Yeah. And, and if there is, if there's something to where I am unhappy with my past self, my present self or my future self, mm. to me, there is always going to be a period of unrest or mm. of dis-ease. Mm-hmm. If I can look and say, ooh, I hate this part of myself or mm-hmm. I hated that I did this or I, mm-hmm. I looked into my future and I'm the, like, yeah. wherever there are these, like, if there is not peace with, with some part of, mm-hmm. of either what we've done or who yeah. we are or where we're at, yeah. We can't be or or don't be surprised when there is dis-ease yeah. in some areas yeah. of our life because yeah. we haven't made peace there. I was going to say, because sometimes it's not just about having peace. Sometimes you have to make the yes. peace, right? Yes, So if there is areas, for example, I actually, um, like a, a, a lady who functions in my life like a godmother, was talking... Well, anyway, she mentioned something about like being like her grieving some lost time. Right. And really Mm -hmm. like grieving time. So she's looking at financial goals that she has right now and realizing that like she could have been in a different place if she made some different decisions. Right. 
I think part of her making peace is allowing herself to grieve what wasn't. The, and I think you also have to put a, a cap on that, you mm. know what I'm saying, and move forward. So, like, making peace, I think part of the making peace is acknowledging, yes, it could have been different if I would have done these things. Mm-hmm. However, I'm in this moment. Mm-hmm. What can I do moving mm-hmm. forward? Because if I spend all my time grieving, mm-hmm. if I spend all of this moment of my life talking about what could have been or what mm-hmm. should have been or what I would have liked to be different. That means I'm not actively using this time mm-hmm. to build the future that I now want or build the present that I want. What you, what, what, I what's think, up? I th- yes. And I think each person has to really genuinely, honestly decipher how long that takes yeah. because it is easier to move forward than yeah. it is to move back in terms of our processing. If it's right. like, okay, I've been there. I put a cap on it because I don't want to waste my time not preparing for the future. Yeah. I will not have a future that I want if yeah. I have not appropriately and timefully Dealt given with, the grieving mm-hmm, space right. that is needed. Mm-hmm. Usually it's more than we give it. And mm-hmm. usually it lasts longer than we want. And usually we close the door before mm-hmm. thinking that we're done and it's like, if we go back, it should be where that closet, if, if grieving is in the back in the closet, mm-hmm. and I use this like house analogy mm-hmm. of like, as people get close to us, like if we're just dating, like you can't come up in my bed, you can come on the porch, mm-hmm. maybe you could pick me up, but you don't get to come and know all of these deep, dark secrets like yeah. the back of my closet looks like. So if the back of my closet is my, my past stuff or my traumas or my mm-hmm. undealt with whatever, mm-hmm. um, ideally, Ideally, I'm to a place where I'm in my own house and that closet door is open. Mm -hmm. Whether it's a mess or not, Mm -hmm. I'm fully aware that that stuff is there Mm -hmm. and and it's it's a part of my life and I Mm -hmm. see it and maybe I organize it. Maybe I got to go fix it. Or Mm -hmm. but if I'm still looking at my life, oh, yeah, I've been through that. And I know in my head I've I've padded up the door and has the caution tape and no no one's there. And I'm just now in the present preparing for my future. (laughs) That messy closet is still there. Yeah. And eventually it's going to get to a place where it yeah. opens and then now I'm dealing with not just the mess of the closet I'm dealing with however much time went by mm-hmm. that I thought I was healed from it. yeah yo this is part one of our conversation with Angie Smith it's been dope so far come back next week and pick up where we left off thank you for tuning in to today's episode on sharpening her iron Go ahead and like this, share it with a friend, and subscribe to our podcast for more conversations with dope women. If you want to stay connected, you can follow me on Instagram at the Queen Liana. You can email us at sharpenheriron at gmail.com. Engage with us. Let us know what you think about the show. And for all upcoming events Sharpen Her Iron related, go ahead and visit our website, sharpenheriron.com. 